Hi, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Jeremy. And welcome to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I discuss our favorite childhood movies. This is gonna be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. Since we were kids, we've been obsessed with movies and have found ourselves always speaking to each other in movie quotes. To the point that we formed many inside jokes, or as we like to call them, Inside quotes. quotes! That was bloody brilliant! Each episode, my brother and I will be taking turns picking a movie to rewatch, review, and relive the magic of our childhood. Hmm. I know some of these words. We hope you'll join us for the ride, and maybe we'll make a few inside quotes of our own. Enjoy the show! And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Oh, no. We have 12. 12 kids later and we still got the heat. Clean up on aisle 12. Yeah, Nigel hit him with a dart. They're like kittens. What is this? Sorry for something, something. Now, one of the kids in this neighborhood is chores. Dishwasher now. Thanks for ruining my life. They set me on fire! Nobody cares about your stupid frog right now, FedEx, okay? But he was a hopper. Stop calling me that! What a nightmare! Hello and welcome back to Inside Quotes, episode 33. I'm Jeremy Jones, and with me today is my brother and co-host, Jonathan. Welcome to the show. Quack, quack, everybody. I forgot we do that every time. I always forget that we do that every time. We don't do it every time. I don't think I've done it in a few episodes, but got to bring it back in honor of the Disney Plus Mighty Duck series, Game Changers, which I have not yet watched. <laughs> no, I have not either. I, I don't know. I I know Porkchop has been bugging me to watch it. I just haven't been able to yet. I'm scared it's going to be bad. That, that's honestly what I'm scared of, but... Uh, nevertheless, uh, welcome back to the show of everyone's childhood, including ours, mainly just our childhood, uh, where we are on a quest to find the greatest childhood movie of all time. And coincidentally, we are Thailand's 14th best TV and film review podcast. Something like that. Something like that? That's good. Yeah. Somebody from That's a somebody good from something something. <laughs> somebody from something something <laughs> yes so Jonathan the movie that we're covering today is a huge staple I, I would, some would consider this is like an honorable mention of our default vault I'd say so yeah I don't think it's fully in the vault Yeah, I, w- I don't think it's fully in the default vault but it's like it's like a golden staple Like it, and when I say staple it's like a, more like a stapliest of all staples you know it's pretty staply um here's here's a question for you of course do you think what makes it into the stapliest of staples category is it's actually a movie that our dad will watch with us (laughs) yeah (laughs) basically if we can get us and both of our parents to watch a movie with us it's a staple yeah because if we like it because half the time they're gonna watch something that we don't give a crap about but and then we're watching stuff that they don't give a crap about. But when you can all four agree on something, then it's a good time. I guess that makes perfect sense. 
what is what is a what's a movie that we try, always tried to get them to watch and they couldn't? Like okay, Harry Potter. Our dad hates Harry Potter, but I've all, I've managed to get him through Chamber of Secrets one time. <laughs> he was like, "That's not that bad." And then he was just like, "Eh." <laughs> I think the most recent example of this, and I, I don't know I don't know why you did this, but I think it was over Christmas break. You you randomly tried to get our dad to watch uh, the first Captain America movie. Captain America, yeah. He actually sat down and watched most. He watched of it. part of it until like because you were because he's like a World War Two uh, history buff. So you were like, oh, it's yeah. a, it's a World War Two kind of era movie, and so you were trying to get him to watch it. I said basically, Dad, if you're going to watch any superhero movie, this is the only one you're going to like. I think he watched basically up until the point where he became Captain America, and then it was too comic booky yeah. after that. And I think after that, yeah. he was like, yeah. okay, time for bed. He was interested somewhat. <laughs> it was good enough. Actually, Mom liked it. Um, I don't know if you've gotten her into watching superhero movies at all, but I was like, Mom, you know there's 22 of these movies that you need to watch, right? She was like, what? Because she watched the whole, the entire Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show randomly. Cause, I don't understand Because she that. found it on Disney+. Plus and she's <laughs> never watched any of the superhero movies, any of the Marvel stuff. It makes no sense. She found, she found the worst piece <laughs> of Marvel content there is out there. And she loves it. Imagine what she'd do watching Guardians of the Galaxy or... Even Doctor Strange. Well, I, I think she was. No, just, that's too. That's, that's too I high. She, that's too big brain. I think she had just already like watched Gilmore Girls for like the tenth time all the way through. So I was like, <laughs> "Oh, this is something new." Speaking of Gilmore Girls, uh, that's another reason why we need to watch uh, Mighty Ducks: Game Changers because one of the Gilmore Girls is in that movie. Uh, yes, I did see that. Just kidding. I don't care about the Gilmore Girls. Everybody says it's a great show, but I don't know about that. I, I, I've seen a little bit bits and pieces of it just from our parents watching it, <laughs> and I, I don't yeah. like hate it, but I also like would just feel weird watching it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a show you watch with your girlfriend like or something, something, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's a girlfriend movie, or that's a girlfriend show for sure. So, I don't think if you watch that by yourself as a man, I think you get a corner of your <laughs> man card cut off. But we're here to talk about a very staply of staples, cheaper by the dozen. You know, Jonathan, this movie, I just have not seen this in a long time. Most like a lot of the movies that we cover. That's the whole point uh, of this podcast, pretty much, is so we can watch our old movies. But uh, I forgot how heartwarming and great this movie is. Yeah. And that's a, that's, that's a crime. I feel like everybody's... United States citizenship or just like world humanitarianism. Like that's their duty is to watch this movie at least once every month. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> ridiculous. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> this movie is worth watching it once a year. Ooh, that'd be a good little segment. How often should, should you watch this movie? Well, I'll tell you, I've been, I've been wanting to rewatch. There's a once a year spot. I've been wanting to rewatch this movie, I think for several years actually. And I just haven't gotten around to it really because I, I remember it's probably been two or three years ago. I remember like catching it on TV and like watching a few yeah. scenes. I was like, man, this is such a good movie. I haven't seen this in forever. And I was like, oh, I want to like the iconic I need to watch breakfast this. scene. Uh, it wasn't that scene. Was that the one? No, it wasn't that scene. Okay. 
<laughs> did you did you did you just snarf? No. Do you know what I'm quoting? <laughs> no. I didn't actually quote it, but there's a scene in community when like Abed like starts roasting like the mean girls. <laughs> and like <laughs> Senor Chang is like watching from like another table and he like says this like bad diss. Actually it was an episode that had Hillary Duff in it. Dude. And um <laughs> she uh, I think Britta was like getting Abed to like go over there and like roast Hillary Duff in the episode, and he like has like a really good burn, and all of a sudden like Senior Chang like he just like starts like spitting up food that he was eating because like caught him off guard. He's like, "You just made me snarf, bro." <laughs> what is snarf? Sneeze barf? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, I, I did saw part of this movie on TV a couple years ago, and it's like, mental note, I need to rewatch that. And then as we like yeah. started doing the podcast, I was just like, oh, we're going to cover it eventually, so I need to save it for when we cover it. And so the time yeah. has finally come for us to rewatch it. One year later, <laughs> we've almost been a podcast for over for a year. Yeah, well, almost. We've been in pre-production for over a year, but... Yes. We've never been an official podcast. Hey, you could say we've been in pre-production for this podcast our entire lives. Let's face it. You know, Jonathan, truer words have never been spoken, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we spent our childhood preparing for this this opportunity to talk about these movies. You know, you could even say, like, what's our what's the oldest movie that we've covered? Uh, Something Muppet like in movie. the 80s, I'm sure. Muppet movie 70. 79. Se- 1979. You could say people were paving the way for us <laughs> for pre-production i mean you could say that so anyways um this is one of the great movies of childhood crushes <laughs> uh and by that on we can go on the count of three who who's the uh who's who's your childhood crush from this one movie it's pretty obvious i'd say okay but uh ready three two one nora the mom. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, chill, dude. No, I didn't mean to say that. Man, you play too much. Yo, where's my hug? Uh, are you serious about Nora? Are we going to go down this route? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going down this route. We're going down this route. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I was expecting you to say Hillary Duff. So I was trying to be contrarian. Yeah. I think Hilary Duff was everybody's childhood crush. Even though she's kind of annoying in this movie. You know what? I actually, I don't think she was annoying. Really? Yeah, I actually liked her character. She, she, her character's good. Her character's a good, like, backbone of the family when there is no other backbone. Yeah, she's... Because, like, Nora's off... Dating the underwear model. Charlie is Charlie's being an angsty off teen. being angsty. <laughs> so she's basically the the head honcho, you know. Charlie is uh, Clark Kent on Red Kryptonite uh, in this movie. He is. <laughs> Did you know that he's also in Smallville and he plays that same character? Wait for real. Oh, for real? Yeah, what? yeah. But no. she's like the you know basically like one of the older kids that is more responsible 
but like not old enough to be like, I don't know, be out doing their own thing yet. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and I guess because she was one of the stars, one of the, like the more well-known names for the kids, I feel like they had her in more scenes like on purpose. Like yeah. she's like randomly in the room with like her mom when like the dad yeah, comes home a, and like they're she's part the of the son of this movie. <laughs> well, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if she's carrying this movie on her on her back. <laughs> no, she's I not. I think the twins, the <laughs> twins maybe are, I don't know. Yeah. Actually, they weren't okay, as funny so, as I remembered them being. No, they weren't. They were just They cute. just didn't have as many scenes, that's all. They were good in their scenes. Yeah. Oh, I think Allison Stoner carries this movie on her back. Sarah Baker. Mm. That that's actually the one. I'd agree. I think that that car- I think that carries through on the second one too. I feel like Yeah. If there's she's the main character of that family. Let's pretty much we could say that safely. <laughs> Although there was a huge Mark arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a Mark arc. I I knew he was a big part of the movie, but it was just like constantly focused on it. Um yeah. Let's see. Age-wise, I was I was in first grade when this movie came out, which means you were in 5th or 6th. Mm-hmm. Um so like I don't think I was qualified was enough to have a crush on I don't think I was qualified enough to have a crush on Lizzie McGuire, but <laughs> I still did. She's no she's no Hermione, but whatever. <laughs> don't at me. Um Don't at me. Who would be closest to my age of these of these kids? I'm just wondering that. It's the girl from Santa Claus three. <laughs> she's in the second one. And the second one, that's right. <laughs> like so I can't believe I just so quick to, to correct you on that. I know. I mean, it's because <laughs> the third Santa Claus movie sucks <laughs> compared to the second one. So Yeah. Let's see, let's see. I guess the twins, I'm older than the twins. I can tell you specifically the one that like I thought was like closest to my age and like low key wanted to be that person. Jake? Yes. He was so cool, dude. He's a skater. Let me let me talk about this for a little dude, bit. Because you got I, it. He's in Small Soldiers. Man, this is probably the only thing I've ever seen him in is these movies, but <laughs> he doesn't I, I I thought this kid was so cool. And this legit kicked off a short term phase of me like wanting to be a skateboarder. Really? We had one one skateboard that I think probably belonged to our brother Larry. And specifically after this movie, I remember like, okay, I'm going to learn how to skateboard because that's going to be my thing. Like I'm going to be a skater. It's fifth grade. I'm about to go into middle school. I need a thing. (laughs) And this is what that thing's going to be. Not to mention all the great, like skate punk music in this, in this movie, but like some 41 in too deep and simple plan. Uh, I'm just a kid. I'm just a kid. I felt that song. (laughs) That this movie made me feel that song, dude. That is a middle school anthem for every American kid that grew up in the 2000s. And I I remember going out going out to our garage actually and like skating skating in the garage in like this specifically in this like L at Holland? Yeah, at at uh, the Holland house. Like how I said that like <laughs> is that the Midland house? The Holland House. The Holland House. We did not live in Holland. That's just what our street was called. Um, <laughs> we now is it? We can get into this later. But me, go ahead. So we, uh, you remember when we had the ping pong table? 
like just set up in the garage. Yeah. So it was in there. And yeah. I remember like skating around the ping pong table, like in the garage, specifically because <laughs> like the, you know how like the garage is like smoothed out cement. So yeah, it's like easy. You didn't want to get hurt. So I'm not going to get hurt. And it's like easier to do it. <laughs> Cause like, I hate, I always like, I went out into the driveway and like, we couldn't, I could, I always hate, like, it's always so loud. Like on a normal like asphalt, yeah. it's like really annoying. It doesn't roll very well. Yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna go in the garage, <laughs> and so I literally just like skated back and forth in our garage. <laughs> and to this day, I mean, like, <laughs> I the only reason I know how to like actually stay like actually somewhat ride a skateboard is just from this era, from this movie, because I was gonna be a skater. And that was it. Really? And I spent. Wow, this is an inside quotes exclusive. I've never even heard this story. Here's another thing. I, I know, I was saving it for this. Um, wow. Also, there's one specific scene when they're like all like after they move <laughs> and they like go outside on the front porch and they're like looking about and they're like, and Jake has that line. It's like day one on the alien planet or whatever he says. You know? Yeah. He specifically, yeah, he that. like. He goes out on the front porch and he's got the skateboard and he like sits down and he's like holding it over his knees and his arms are like slouched over it. He looks so cool, dude. And I was like, I would just like, after I was done skating, I would like want to emulate that pose. <laughs> dude. I'd sit on like the front porch you, of like, after you pop a caveman, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, like the little raised area, like where the, um, the front door was at Holland. I would just yeah, like sit down yeah. on that and like, in that same pose <laughs> pretend <laughs> I was like that. This is how skaters like after they're done skating, they just like, that's how they sit down. This is great. <laughs> Jonathan, this, this, you've never been so vulnerable on the podcast before. This is great. Like, this is episode 33. Got to start diving deep here for some of these, <laughs> some of these, uh, these moments, you know, this, Man. this was, this was like in this area, me, me and Jeremy shared a room. But we didn't yeah. we didn't spend a lot of time together as much. I feel like we I wouldn't say we were friends really until <laughs> like you went to college <laughs> and I was in high school. Really, I kind of remember a lot of time at the Holland House, like just hanging out on like by myself. Because <laughs> yeah. like our older brothers didn't want to like I'd follow you around really hang out with me because they were off like doing stuff. They were teenagers, and and you were just younger. And, you yeah. know, I, I did have, you know, there were some like neighbor kids and stuff, but I, I do remember spending a lot of time, like just like shooting hoops out, out front. Cause we had a basketball hoop there. Um, the other reason I couldn't skate out outside as well. Here's another reason is because, <laughs> cause the, the street, the Holland street was randomly a dirt road. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And it wasn't even like in the country. Like it was like a normal, like I, That's like weird. it wasn't, it wasn't like a formal neighborhood, but it was a big area with lots of houses. Yeah. And there yeah. was just this random stretch of roads. Our block and the block next to it was not paved. It was just a dirt road. But everywhere else around it was. Jonathan, that means we got some country cred. Yeah. We grew up on a dirt road. Grew up on the dirt road. And Jonathan, I'm thinking this guy, Jacob Smith, is your Josh Hutcherson. He, he was, dude. I thought Josh Hutcherson was so cool. He was. Um, anyways, um, so I guess the kids I would, cause like we, obviously there's a huge family full of kids that covers a wide variety of ages 
And uh, so obviously growing up, we had to compare ourselves to the kids. And you compared yourself to Jacob or Jake, mm-hmm. Jake Baker. Also, Baker's such a cool last name. I th- always thought that was Baker. cool. Um, but I, I guess I would be considered the same age as Mike. Yeah. Or the twins. I would say the twins mostly. I thought they were cool and hilarious. Look like a bunch of Brett Brewsters, though. They did. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to be a twin. I don't want to say that I hope I have twins because that, that that's scary. Um, but <laughs> what, what do you think about, Jonathan, what do you think about having a big family? How many kids do you want? Because um, this movie makes it look chaotic, but also great, you know? Yeah. It sounds pretty cool. I don't think I'd ever do it, but unless I had a D1 coaching football, a D1 football coaching job. But I, I think for me, I, at least two, not more than four. That's kind of where I'm at. At least two, not more than four. I think that's okay. kind of where I'm at. That's that's not too crazy, but I mean, we had four. You know. Yeah, we, we were a family of four. I think that was a good move, good move on <laughs> mom and dad's part. <laughs> The the way you said that kind of reminded me of the scene when like uh, Dylan is like leaving their house and he's like talking to his parents. He's like, "How come we didn't have more kids?" kids? <laughs> it's like that's a weird way to ask that because we wanted one perfect child. Yeah, he, he's like, "How come we didn't have more kids?" <laughs> you don't have kids. <laughs> what a weird one. Mm-hmm. Hey, you always have that friend that is an only child. You feel bad for him. I'm glad I grew up with brothers, even though I got wedgies every other day. <laughs> Charlie, remember when you used to pick snails off the side of our house? Yeah. Like snail shells? They'd be speak. That was cool. Yeah. That was a good memory. Was it? Like the echoey. Yeah, I remember loving that. Oh, that was a good sound. The echo, like throwing the, a ball the against echo the wall. between houses. Yeah. It's like springy almost. It's like the doorstop spring. <laughs> That's what it sounded like, but with your voice. Because I, I guess like our house and our neighbor's house was not too close together, but it was like the perfect amount of distance for sound to travel weird between. So it sounded like a springy echo every time we walked by it and we could like clap and it would like get inside your head. It was cool. <laughs> I spent a lot of time on the side of that house picking snails off. That seems like a, it'd be a chore picking snails off the house, but we just did that. <laughs> I remember doing that. On my alone time, I guess. <laughs> While you were in the garage skating. I was skating. Two feet at a time. I was picking snails off the side of the house. <laughs> and throwing them into our turtle pool. <laughs> slash sandbox. Oh, man. I low-key want to have a big family now. I don't know. Not not just because of this movie, but like. Twelve is a I lot. I can see myself having at least. Twelve is a lot. No, I'm not. I'm When I say big family, I'm saying like six tops. Mm-hmm. You always got to save room for accidents. So I'm going to say my number is like four. <laughs> I kind of want to have girls and I don't know why, but they just, they're harder to raise, but they're, I don't know. I guess we, we haven't really talked about this because I mean, it was all boys in our house, but like a lot of our family yeah, all boys. is all like all of our cousins are boys. <laughs> we have like one girl cousin. Dude, yeah, that's right. We have one girl cousin and she's like 30. <laughs> 
or was 30 when we were, <laughs> when we were kids. kids. I was like, Jarlin, you're almost 30. I'm <laughs> we're in our 20s. <laughs> I was like, that's not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, Jonathan, if I was going to back to the uh, the crush thing, if I had to choose, I would actually pick Sarah Baker. I thought she was cool. Sarah, the, Allison, the prank stoner. Allison Stoner. I thought she was awesome. She's a stoner, dude. Um, yeah, dude. We'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit about her pranks and her evil gift. She has a dark gift. <laughs> yes. It's pretty awesome. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves to the sequel, but you got some competition, though, with Elliot Murtaugh. I know. Taylor Lautner. Dude, how am I going to compete with Taylor Lautner? <laughs> he doesn't scare me. What are you talking about? Uh, so, Jonathan, who is your least favorite uh, Baker. Hmm. This is a toughie. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Mark. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Mark. Mark deserves the hate. He's too. He's too much of a whiner. You know. Um. I I don't hate any of them, and I feel like that's a good, a good thing. Like I feel like they cast it pretty yeah. well. I I feel like the one probably I, I least have anything like have the least to say about is probably Mike. For me, yo, I forgot about Mike. Yeah. I forgot about Mike. I feel like he's the best part of his. <laughs> the best part of the movie is with him. His his best scene was like when he was like hanging in the laundry chute. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> listening in on the conversation, that was awesome. I love how like these kids all like conspire together. They they plot like pranks and special ways like to eavesdrop on the parents conversations like i feel like we didn't give a crap about what our parents were talking about in private <laughs> we just didn't yeah i don't recall <laughs> but they're like that. constantly like turn on it's like that's not the first time they've done that like oh dad turn on the dryers it's something big oh yeah yeah <laughs> you know it's just one of those things because yeah. there's so many of them someone's gonna overhear something when was the first time i guess it was when you were moving to the holland house when the first time like mom and dad broke the news to you that you were, we were moving houses. Were you mad? I was devastated, man. <laughs> I don't, I yeah. honestly, I don't remember the conversation, but I know that when we left the house at Thicket court, I left that house saying, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to buy this house when I grow up. And I'm saying, and I know you said the same thing about the Holland house after we left there. While I had some good I'd memories memorize there, that house. I was like, you can buy that one. I'll go buy the one at the get court. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I remember it specifically being Easter. I don't know why. It might might not have been. Because mm-hmm. um, when did we move officially? It was that summer of 04, right? Into Oakdale? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think we decided to move in Easter. We like put the house up for sale. I don't know how long it took to sell the house because I was six, but uh, <laughs> I remember um, specifically being upset because mom and dad, we were driving up to our grandparents' house and we got our Easter baskets in the car on the way. Okay, yeah. I have a, I have a story to okay. tell about this, but continue. Okay. Because I was actually going to mention this very moment. Okay. Really? Yeah. I might. I, that's the only thing I remember. I remember getting my Easter basket and then mom and dad getting in the car and saying, by the way, we're moving. Really? And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Wow. I was devastated, but I was like also happy because I got my Easter basket. Yeah. And I got my new Adventures in Odyssey CD. 
Well, and I got this movie. In Hot Pursuit. I got this movie on DVD. You got this movie in the Easter basket that time? Yeah, specifically that time. Wow. And I was going to mention that Full circle. Because I remember like I got it, but then I couldn't watch it. And I was so annoyed because I just had, I I spent most of that trip just like looking at the case and I did have a CD player at the time. So I was like, what if if I put in the DVD and and listen to it and it didn't work? (laughs) I feel like every kid that grew up with a CD player was like, I wonder if I could just listen to the DVD. Everybody's thought that thought. You're not alone. And I I just remember like I tried it multiple times because I, I feel like I also had a lot of bad luck with like bad CD players that like didn't really work good. So I was like, let me just see yeah. if this will work. And I tried it and it just didn't work. And I was like, oh man. I, I have something the opposite, but somewhat familiar to that is uh, when Adventures in Odyssey, we get those. I don't know if anybody listening under knows what that is, but it's like a, a kid's radio Christian drama. Yeah. Uh, it's audio drama. And so it's not on DVD. There's a couple cartoons, but they they suck. Uh, <laughs> hashtag no one likes you, Dylan. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I remember taking one of those CDs and like putting it in the DVD player. Like, oh, maybe I'll get to watch it. Watch what my imagination comes up with. The imagination but station. Didn't work. Did not work. Shout out to the Wadfam Chalk Pod. If you want to be on our show, hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> we could we could talk Odyssey for days. We could. Um uh, so yeah, uh <laughs> Easter this is such a good episode full of memories. I didn't think we'd have that many. I just remember like that that's crazy that it was the same trip where we got our Easter baskets on the way to Mima and Papa's. And so I and we yeah. I was so sad that we were moving. And I was so sad that I had to wait the whole weekend to get back to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Have have you ever seen the original uh, movie, Cheaper by the Dozen, or read the book? Okay, I've never read the book, but I remember watching it uh, after watching this movie, and then they were like, oh, there's an old movie? Mom was like, yeah, it's really good. She had it like recorded on VHS or something yeah, that, yeah. from the 80s, and I was like, okay, yeah, let's give it a shot. <laughs> I'll humor you. <laughs> I don't think it'll be good, but I'll give it a shot. And I was right. It was, it was the most boring movie I've ever seen. I think I fell asleep and I don't fall asleep as a six year old. Uh, we watched this. Consensually. <laughs> we wa- I, I can't remember if I read the book or not. I, I know in sixth grade we watched it in class and yeah, the old, the one? old one. And I okay. vaguely, I don't remember reading the book myself, but I feel like I did. And so maybe the yeah. teacher like read it to us, but then I was thinking like sixth grade seems kind of old for like the teacher to be like reading a book to the class. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. All, the only thing I do remember though, is this movie, the original movie, I think it's from like 1950. And I remember the dad in the movie, like his thing was like, he was obsessed with like efficiency Mm-hmm. like that was his job i think he worked at like a factory like trying to figure out how to make processes go faster and like there's a scene where he's like he he discovered that it's quicker to button up your a shirt from the bottom to the top it is though and i learned that from that I, old movie <laughs> wow i'm never gonna do that because i'm just used to my muscle memory being from top to bottom but it really Same. is quicker to button your shirt up from the bottom 
and it and it also also i think it like prevents you from like you know sometimes you start from the top but you don't actually stop start from the very top so then the buttons don't yeah, it messes it. you up and so you gotta start over yeah but that's the, literally the only thing i remember about that that movie <laughs> also i do remember the i think the only kind of reference that this movie kind of makes to like the original story is that like um what's the game that they play with the apple uh what's it called apple schmear apple that's referenced in some form i believe in the movie or in the book really i feel like okay and she even i was gonna say that's like that's like family goals right now i want to <laughs> i want to apple schmear as a family tradition that's I think Nora awesome. has a line like, "Oh, it was a game invented by my great grandma Gilbreth or something like that." Yeah, I guess that was just a random thing, but it's from the it's from that movie. I think so. I I, I just remember the, the the movie was very different, and uh, they even changed the name like you like the name is Baker instead of Gilbreth. <laughs> yeah, because Gilbreth is not a very common name anymore. So, Jeremy, much like. All the other movies we are covering uh, <laughs> on this podcast over time, they're yeah. all being like rebooted for like a Disney Plus movie or show or something. Yes. Are you aware that yes. this movie has a reboot in the works for for Disney Disney Plus? No, but I I'm aware that Hilary Duff is doing a Lizzie McGuire show. That's got canceled. Did it? It did. <laughs> I I think for real because the. I believe I just checked on her. It's it's on her IMDb right now. I'm pretty sure that's it's like been abandoned because like the, the original creator of the show that was like supposed to be working on it, wanted to make it more adult, like and not yeah. like kids friendly, really. Like they wanted it to be like, Oh, the character's grown up and has more of an adult life and things like that. And like yeah. Disney plus didn't want to like go that direction. Yeah. So I think they were like, well, maybe we put it on Hulu. But I, I think at this point, I think I think people have just backed out of it at this point. Okay, before we move on, uh, Hillary Duff is Lizzie McGuire in this movie. And I was wondering why she was constantly like that. Like, that's how she just talked. That's how she acted. Yeah. But also, this was a busy year for Hillary Duff. All right, she was in three bangers of movies. She was in this movie. She was in the Lizzie McGuire movie that came out in 2003. Yeah. Um, say what you say, but that's a good movie. And then... Hey, you hear that, audience? Say what you need to say. Um, that's like the worst John Mayer this, song. Yeah, it is. What is it? <laughs> Didn't you count it one time and it, he says that like 54 times <laughs> yeah. in the one song? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Come on, John Mayer. <laughs> Uh, I'm a John Mayer fan, by the way, but I don't like that that song. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could put that out there. Um, Lizzie McGuire movie is better than Lizzie McGuire, <laughs> which isn't the case for even Stevens. Like the even Stevens movie is hilarious, but the show is still better. Yeah, you know. For sure. This movie was so good. And then Agent Cody Banks, you said that was that's a staple. Yeah, that's a staple. We're gonna have to cover that one of these days. <laughs> Both of them. And was she was she not also um recording like an album as well? Because every Disney yeah. Channel star had their own album <laughs> that probably went yeah, platinum. It's probably about the time. That I may or may not have had a friend 
that bought the CD just because he had a crush on her. Who? <laughs> Who? Expose him. Expose him. <laughs> Chad. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Yo, Chad, you just got found out. Do you, um, would this reboot though for cheaper by the dozen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about so, that. So, um, I don't think there's a lot of information. It, it's not a series. It's going to be a reboot film. It's going to be another movie. Okay. And the parent, you know, who the parents are going to be no. Zach Braff from Scrubs. Oh, and Gabrielle Union. It's going to be the mom. Jonathan, I'm upset. <laughs> I'm kind of upset. As soon as you said Zach Braff, Zach Braff. <laughs> I love Zach Braff, but you know, I still. <sighs> I guess he's just older now, and he's like transitioning into like the dad roles. I guess because I yeah. feel like he had a show that came out maybe in the last couple years where he was like a dad. You know, it's like a family sitcom or something. Like, did not get renewed <laughs> yeah. for a second season. But why did they get Dax Shepard? Because he's in this. <laughs> cheaper brother i forgot he was in this movie me too me too (laughs) i lately i've become a dax shepherd stan (laughs) weirdly another thing i I forgot about was like which i didn't watch this all the time but there's a connection with ashton kutcher and dax shepherd because they both like were on punked punked yeah and i just totally forgot about that (laughs) like i forgot that's like that's got to be the first place I ever saw like Dak Shepard. It was either this movie and Probably. like, Punk'd. yeah. And Jonathan, you did a, you did a YouTube video making fun of punk. I did. I did. I don't know how, I don't know how much we've talked about the old, we talked about your cringy YouTube videos with, with yeah. Logan. Not in detail, but um, you definitely had, see yours weren't cringy. Yours was actually well thought out and pretty funny. <laughs> I thought we had good ideas. I feel like looking back on them, like visually, this wasn't that appealing. <laughs> no, but, not at uh, all. But we had good ideas at least. So we, we did a parody <laughs> of punk called uh, me and my friends. We had a sketch comedy group so... called flat footed soldiers. <laughs> and <laughs> we had a pair. That was our thing. We were like, Oh, we were doing like TV and movie parodies. And so we did one called yeah. soaked where instead of Ashton Kutcher, like pulling these elaborate pranks on, celebrities ours was just like we're just gonna find random people at the park and dump buckets of water on them (laughs) get them soaked so it's a timeless classic obviously we didn't actually do this to like actual strangers we got like our friends like be in the video and like pretend like they're like they had like this nerd character at the park where we like kept harassing him and We'd like hit them with water balloons and like squirt guns. You and... promoted bullying. That's what you did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we definitely did. Jonathan, I I have a hot take. I think soaked blooper reel is still better than soaked. <laughs> than the actual one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just saying that because I'm in it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to have to watch all of your videos now. Mm-hmm. Those are so good. Flat-footed soldiers. We had one that was. I just, I just, I just got soaked. Uh, another good idea that wasn't the best carried out, <laughs> execution wise. But instead of pimp my ride, it was pimp my pooch. <laughs> oh. That was good. 
Um, Adventure Guy was like a parody of like Man vs. Wild, Survivor Man type shows. Yeah. That one was pretty funny. What about The Weatherman? The Weatherman. That was just weird. <laughs> that was the weirdest <laughs> thing you've ever done. That would go viral on TikTok probably. Oh, we That's did like one. Gen Z humor. You were, you were ahead of your time. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if it wasn't like filmed in 240p, I could repost that on TikTok and it would do well. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was me and my friend Tim and my friend Alex and Paul, Paul. who's been on the podcast. So he was, he was in the videos. Hi, I'm Paul. So I don't know. Maybe we'll, uh, if we get him on again, maybe we can reminisce some more on some of those flat-footed soldier, soldiers videos. But in reference to the, the reboot, what what is your definition of a franchise? My definition of a franchise? <laughs> like, I feel like it's hard to say like just a two, like two movies back to back is like a franchise. I feel like let's, you got a movie and you got the sequel, right? But like once you got the third movie and you've got a trilogy, I feel like that establishes like a franchise. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I'm thinking a sequel establishes a, tra- a franchise because well, at least I consider this a franchise. I never would have thought of this as like a franchise, but now that they're like doing a reboot, it's like, yeah, they're, they're trying to say franchise. A lot of times it just starts to not sound like a word <laughs> franchise, franchise, ranch fries, French, French, French ties, French ties, French franchise. It's like, they're just trying to use the brand. Yeah. I don't know. This logo that they have really makes me sad. I don't like it at all. I don't, you know, it's uh, just like a, it's probably not a final product thing. No, probably not. Here's actually something I I meant to mention with the when we were talking about the old movie. Mm -hmm. So here's something to compare it to because I feel like this movie gets compared to yours, mine, and ours. Do you remember that movie? I was just gonna bring that up. I was just literally gonna bring you up. I was gonna let you go first, but I was gonna bring that up. Yeah. So that the reboot is not is not that good. The old movie is actually better and is actually funny. No, I feel that that's different. That's good. That. Even though they had Drake Bell in that movie, that one sucked. But no, Years, Mine, and Hours with Lucille Ball and uh, Henry Fonda. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. See, I was going to say, like, Cheaper by the Dozen is so boring. But like five or six years later, Years, Mine, and Hours came out and it's about a family, a huge family. I think they had 18 kids, actually. 18 plus one. That's a lot of kids. Spoiler at the end. They have another one. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> dang hashtag duggers gross um <laughs> but um i remember that movie being amazing and not understanding why cheaper by the dozen was so boring yeah i might have to watch that movie again see if i'll enjoy it as a adult i rewatched not all the way through it was one i i, I uh caught on tv again maybe like a year or two ago <laughs> and i watched a good a good like chunk of it like at least an hour of it though and it was holding up. Of what movie? What are you uh, talking yours, about? Yours, mine, and ours. The original okay. 60s one. Okay. And that was that was pretty funny. And there was actually... For sure. There was actually some other stuff, like jokes I was catching that I did not catch as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. That, that, I, I actually really want to watch that. And I'm, I wouldn't be opposed to covering that in the future, actually. I, yeah, I've thought about that. That That's one we'll cover. Because that was one that we watched as a family. So <laughs> That's in the same category as this. It's not fully in the vault, but... It's not in the default vault, but it's it's an honorable mention. There's a scene in that movie right. where like all the kids are fighting over breakfast or whatever, and the kid Philip 
He's like, yeah, the, the Phillips like five minute scene of like he makes I I invented the oatmeal sandwich. I invented the oatmeal sandwich. <laughs> Why is that the? That's so funny. His his like he was the mark of that movie. Like a, he was yeah. yeah, but like he was hilarious. Yeah, and that was his only his time to shine. Was that three minutes of the movie was so funny? Yeah, that was the best part of the movie actually. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Mark, uh, he had the greatest room in the house. Yeah, I yeah I did want to mention everybody that. else. I guess they didn't notice that it was a room, but like if you open the door and you see stairs, you're gonna go up those stairs. I think growing up, uh, I was always fascinated by stairs in a home because we grew up in a one story bed, or one story house, mm-hmm. and it's always been goals for me to have a. A two-story house. Not only is his like his uh, his room like upstairs and like its own like tower, cool place, but then he's also got like a slide <laughs> that goes outside. That's awesome. Two slides, actually, two slides, and just pops out. That that's amazing. That's like a high schooler's dream room right there. It is easy way to sneak out. If I was Charlie, and also he, he has like vents and stuff. But <laughs> for sure, I don't think he cared. He's trying to go back to Midland. But he had the perfect escape hatch there to like go visit Beth. Yeah. So what should we talk about? We talked about Mark's room. Let's talk about the iconic breakfast scene of chaos. Yeah. Iconic. First thing off the bat, they're like making their lunches for school. And then with 12 kids, they're making like a grocery store's worth of food. Yeah. Um, but what triggered me was the amount of peanut butter that they put on their sandwich. <laughs> They put no peanut butter on their sandwiches. It was just like one little, like they put a little, like a, like a finger's worth of peanut butter and they spread it thin. They got to make it last, man. That's not how you do a peanut butter sandwich. That's not how you do it. I don't care how many kids you have. They go through a jar of peanut butter a day, dude. <laughs> Making lunches for everybody. I bet. <laughs> that makes sense. But like, I guess we're in the minority because most people like jelly, but I prefer more peanut butter than jelly. I, I, I goop it on. I ha- I have to have at least seven or eight millimeters worth of peanut butter on my sandwich. Is that so wrong? Got to have a good amount. It's got to have the right mix. Like they were spreading the peanut butter on like how I spread mayonnaise. I like to have a very thin layer of mayonnaise. On a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peanut butter is a little bit different. You okay. want a thicker, thicker layer than that. Okay, let's talk about Ashton Kutcher in this movie, dude. Because he just elevates this movie, every scene that he's in. Dude, this is Ashton Kutcher's best role. He was nominated for a Razzie in this movie. (laughs) A Razzie? What is that? You don't know what the Razzies are? No. The Razzies are like, it's like, it's like this uh, awards for like worst movies each year, or like worst actors. (laughs) Really? So like picture like, you know Eddie Murphy like won a Razzie for his role in like Norbert Norbit or whatever it was. Oh, you know, okay. It's like yeah. that kind of thing. You know, Halle Berry and Catwoman, that sort of stuff. <laughs> okay. Um The Razzie Awards 04. Yeah. <laughs> Wikipedia said he I don't know if he won, but he was nominated for a Razzie Award. <laughs> Worst actor for Just Married and My Boss's Dog Daughter. I guess he was in that many movies that year. Yeah. Oh, this was peak Ashton Kutcher. This was fame. I think he and Hillary Hillary Duff were the two famous ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, this is obviously his best movie. I don't understand. Uh, I mean, the man irons his jeans. 
So <laughs> now we have to take orders from Hank, the model slash actor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, the, the smart twins weren't that, weren't that great. They're probably my least favorite bakers, but they get better. They're not bad. Like I said, no, I, I feel like it's actually a good accomplishment that I don't find any of the kids annoying in this movie. No, yeah, uh, I yeah. think that's that's good. Casting. If I had to pick Lily's favorite, like there's, I I know the fans will be disappointed, but I'm not awarding a Miss Piggy award to anybody. That's good. That's good in this movie. Not even a Hank. Even though the neighbor's mom, I hated, but she's not Miss Piggy annoying. She's not. She's just. She's just a rich snob. She's a horrible person. That's what she is. How are you gonna have beans as a kid and be a horrible person? Come on. You know, speaking of uh-huh. beans, I I feel like what drew the like the casting to like to cast beans in this role. Like this is his most normal role. It is like he's yeah, just supposed it, to be it, like a normal, behaved, mild mannered child, and like that's not what you cast beans from even Stevens for. Well, the only thing he was in before this was even Stevens. I guess I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the, he hadn't uh, done kicking and screaming yet, or rebound. No. i feel like he's in something else too but i don't know uh you were mentioning food because i wanted to mention something specific well a couple things yeah so you know you got the chubby kid henry right and so yeah he's always got every scene he's always eating something you know (laughs) he's got something in his hand uh the mom at the that breakfast scene she's like i cleaned out your roasted him (laughs) roasted that kid in front of his entire family you can't be eating while you're playing. <laughs> don't don't play with the don't play your clarinet with your mouth full again. You'll get your sandwich stuck. <laughs> Yo, he got exposed, dude. There's roasted. There's also the scene where uh like the football team comes over for practice and they've like cleaned out the fridge. And so you <laughs> see him like going to the fridge to get something to eat and it's empty and just looking all like depressed. Yeah, he's so pissed. <laughs> Uh, but I did notice something. It's the dishwasher scene. Like, uh, he asked someone to get the uh, the cup, like to take put the dishes away, and they find the cup in there. Yeah. That whole scene. Before I get into that scene, because that's great. <laughs> and then he, on the okay, counter, go. there's a box of honey made graham cracker sticks. I was gonna bring that up as well. And I was just like, all of the mid two thousands like logos, yeah, for grocery items brought me back dude the old goldfish mm-hmm. that was cool but definitely the honey made sticks that looked good oh that was that brought me back did we that buy the sticks i know too. we used to buy graham crackers just regular oh but we I, got the sticks all the time okay i just remember the logo as soon as i saw it i remembered it and i was like we must have bought that a lot and I, yeah um yeah that so that scene with <laughs> with the dishwasher that I was, I was starting to mention just the whole, the whole, uh, there's just chaos going on. Every, everybody keeps like coming in and out of frame. I think it's actually pretty well filmed and things like that. It's not like, a, yeah, it's not necessarily yeah. a long take, but there's a lot of, I don't know. You could tell it was kind of planned out of like people, kids coming in here, you know, saying this line, leaving, coming back, that sort of thing. And, yeah. uh, Steve Martin's in the kitchen, like trying to cook, also talk on the phone and answer like questions when kids come in and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I always loved that scene. One of the quotes was just like, he tells one of the one of the twins to go like empty the dishwasher. It's like, ooh, Mike's athletic cup. Oh, it's not one of the twins, is it? 
It's Sarah, right? She yeah, she gets grossed out from it and then throws it and it lands in the in the chili. In the chili. <laughs> and then he pulls it out and he's like, "Oh." And he pulls it out and then the twin, one of the twins comes in and he's like, "Is that blood?" Just <laughs> 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 hurls. <laughs> That was a movie. That's a rewindable scene because I thought that was very funny. Oh, yeah. I, I kept on laughing at that. That's that's in my uh, top three moments for sure. If it's not number it, one, like that scene. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then it builds onto it because Henry comes in and slips in the vomit <laughs> and he's like, I'm covered in puke. And then he throws up. Right before that, though, it's funny because oh, yeah. he's just like, need any more help clean it up, dad? <laughs> Like I think you mopped it up with your back, and then he then he pukes again. Um, yeah, Steve Martin has a funny line too when he pulls out the the cup out of the chili. He's like, Ah, pasta de la crotch, pasta de la crotch. Um, chill or be chilled. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm gonna. I remember saying. I'm gonna say that to my kids. Probably the best scene in the movie, though. The best like sequence. It's got to be Nora bringing Hank over for. Sunday. Yes. No, that's the best. That's, that's the, the best, best sequence of the movie there. Um, the prank. Genius kids. You soaked his underwear in meat. Who thinks of that? <laughs> it's too clever. It's too clever. This is how they, they, they came up with this. This is how they're, this is their train of thought. They're like, okay, how do we get our dog to attack this kid? <laughs> hmm. Okay. Uh, we're going to walk to the store on our own. We're going to buy $40 worth of ground beef and put it in a trash can, okay? <laughs> then we steal his underwear for a couple hours. I don't know. You guys can figure out how we steal his underwear, but we steal his underwear, okay? Soak it in the ground beef for a couple hours, and then we'll dry it, and then the dog will eat him and bite his butt. That's, that's the end goal here. He's really digging in. (laughs) (laughs) He's attached. (laughs) That was another cool skate scene because he, uh, yeah, got some serious air. Got like three feet of air that time, whilst distracting. He landed in the pool. That's phase one complete. That's like a well thought out prank. I'm very impressed. Yeah. Sorry about your clothes, Hank. We'll have them dry in no time. Sorry, but <laughs> he hates those kids and it's even referenced like at certain parts like they did something like this to him the last time he was there too i don't remember what it yeah. was but they he did they something set me on fire oh, yeah <laughs> it was just his pants it was just your pants <laughs> even the mom said that later it was just his pants it wasn't that big of a deal because <laughs> like they all hate him too yeah like everybody in the family except nora hates him yeah i love when they were uh talking to him at, while they were waiting for his clothes to be dried. He was like, Tommy, 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 Tommy. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Uh, and he was just like straight up made out with their daughter in front of them. Yeah. That, that was... Mm. <laughs> All he does is talk about himself. He's hilarious. Good stuff. He's like, I, it's getting <laughs> to the point, Tom, where I, you know, I can't even go outside with the, the paparazzi and the photographers. And, <laughs> oh, you know, really? They, paparazzi? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you don't really see him, but I mean, they the get bush. their shots. Get their shots, you know. Wow. <laughs> they are so fake with him. But it, he even talks about, it's like, you know, it's like, and I've only been acting for like a month. <laughs> Marty on TV, you know, it's like, it's like, it's getting to the point, you know, where we're watching TV and just trying to enjoy the night. And 
And then my commercial like, on it. Bam. There's my face. You know, it's like, and then bang, I'm there again. <laughs> it's like, you can run from me, but you can't hide from me. <laughs> what a nightmare. <laughs> this is gold. This movie is golden. And I think this is going to be high up in our bracket, actually. He's obsessed with the LeBaron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hands off the LeBaron. The dude wore maroon burgundy-ish leather gloves to drive. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was the worst part. <laughs> You're going to go on a drive on a Sunday afternoon to your girlfriend's house. You got to wear the gloves. No. <laughs> Tom, we, we, we tell the kids to respect the perimeter of the LeBaron. <laughs> All right, kids, respect the perimeter. <laughs> After this is okay, you know how we talk about sorry, you know how we talk about uh vocab terms and like words that we learn from movies. This is what I learned what perimeter meant. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. That's good. That's a good that's a good kind of segment. We need to remember that. Vocab words. Yeah. <laughs> that we learned. So there's a one part at the end of that scene where they like t- uh, Tom and Nora they go back out to the car and he's like complaining because like the dogs have chased him out there and are like, are like jumping on the car and scratching it up and everything. Mm-hmm. And she's, she has that line. She says, she says it in like a weird accent almost. It's like, he's, he's complaining about the paint job. And she's like, it's like, I'm sure my father will pay to repaint it. It's like, almost oh, sounds yeah, like a British yeah, yeah. accent. <laughs> Your neighborhood canines have completely ruined the LeBaron's paint job. I'm sure my family will pay to repaint it. Good. Cause I'm sure paying for your family. What's that supposed to mean? I think you know what it means. I'm sure my father would be paying for the pay. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's always like it's. She sounded like Hermione. She used Hermione Granger's tone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always stood out to me to the point where, like, I before we recorded, I was like, I need to look up. Like, was she like? Is she like British, putting on an American accent, and like her her <laughs> accent was slipping? No, she's American. She's like from Texas or something. Piper Parabo. <laughs> Jeremy, what's a, what's a What's a quote that we say from this movie that we haven't already mentioned? Mom's right. He is a wiener. Mm, that's the one. I was going to wait. Because <laughs> we, we mention more somebody from something, something more often because that's more usable. We don't, mm-hmm. it's more usable in our everyday life. Yeah. But something from somebody from something, something. I said, I'd always say that whenever I answer the phone for mom yeah. and dad, thinking I was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I would say sometimes, like, just as a joke, is that blood? <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> um, that's probably the second most. Is that blood? <laughs> I think that there's another one too. Um... Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know why we didn't say pasta de la crotch more often because that's that's funny. That is good, and that'll be. I remember saying that one time when mom was cooking spaghetti. I was like, "Is this pasta de la crotch?" <laughs> and she was like, "That's crude. Don't say that." <laughs> I feel like they're they're actually I mean there there definitely is a lot of good quotes from this movie. But I want to kind of go back to what you kind of started off the conversation talking about like how heartwarming the movie is and mm-hmm. it really is actually has like more serious stuff than I kind of remember. I think the sequel gets more into like just like more comedy than this one does. Yeah. This one definitely has tries to have a little bit more like family drama. This movie scares me to be a parent like i'm scared to be a dad but it also makes me that much more excited to be a dad hmm. uh it, it, it's kind of also comforting and frightening at the same time just because like yeah it, it shows that even like the best fathers have flaws sure and I, I find that comforting i have a lot of respect for steve martin as a dad even though i don't know anything about his personal life 
Um, but he's just played so many dads. Yeah, he's played so yeah. many dads. Dude, haven't you seen Father of the Bride? Yes. So at the end of the the whole thing, you know, basically family comes first. He's not they're not able to do the jobs and and like be there for the family the way that they need to. So yeah. he, he resigns and everything. And so at the end of this movie, I feel like the bittersweet highly respectable choice. Sure. Yeah. And it's, it's like, you know, you know, it's tough because it was his dream job to begin with. And that's why they made the yeah. move out there. Then it's bittersweet for me because I feel like I feel like the whole move there was for nothing. <laughs> Should have just stayed in Midland. <laughs> well, if you think about it, Jonathan, after her book tour. Yeah. She, everything would have been fine. I don't think he needed to resign at all. I don't know. They ended up settling in pretty well and at the end of the movie and then he got a new job after that. That's what she said. But like you're you you're doing one book tour and then you just live off of the sales from your book. Yeah. You don't have to do anything else after that. Maybe autograph something. But that's the thing cuz they were this was supposed to be like a really high level, high paying football coaching job, so that's how they could afford. Yeah. And so I guess like it ended up working out because the the book was a success. And so, you know, they were yeah. making money that way as well. It was on 12, a whole year on the bestseller list. Like, that's pretty cool. Um, I really, honestly, when I went into watching the second one, it was a, actually a big question in my mind. Like, did they move back? Like, I thought they were going to move back to Midland at the end of this first movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't remember how I was thinking how the second one begins, but I, I know it's not addressed. Yeah, I was going to say, I need to watch that. Yeah. I need to watch that. They they don't, like, start out on the way to it. They, I remember them, like, having a meeting about going, let's go to the old lake house or something like that. I just don't remember the house, though, like, the the new house in the movie, really. I, I, I have no idea yeah. how that movie begins. I was trying to think about that. I guess we'll just have to cover it next week when it's my turn. I guess so. One of the cool quotes that I never caught on um, that I will definitely be using as a father um, when he was disciplining the kids, he was like, "You don't talk that way unless it's with humor." <laughs> I'm so gonna use that. What did the kids say? Step off, Missy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was good. We mentioned it a little bit, but like the music in this movie, there's like two sequences of Primo. like the "I'm Just a Kid" sequence, and then also like even the, the unknown songs. Yeah, there's good music in this movie. Um, yeah. Fun fact: you you mentioned uh, vocabulary that you learned here. I learned mm-hmm. what a certain song was called because Dad asked me. It's like, do you know what this song is oh, really? called? Because he knew it. Um, it's the song where, like, at the end of the movie, when Mark runs away, and Steve Martin's like running through the train. The train oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like trying to find him. It's like, Jonathan, do you know what this song is called? <laughs> I remember being there. When you when he asked you that, and uh, I was like, I don't I don't know what it was. He's like, it's called classical gas. That's an amazing amazing guitar intro. Did we did we want to talk about Mark's arc at all? Yeah, we should for the heartwarming yeah. part. I mean, it was a <laughs> it was a bigger part of the movie than I kind of remember it being. Yeah, and uh, I it actually hit me pretty hard because 
I don't put myself in the dad's shoes when I'm watching this. I'm I'm there as the twins trying to cut, like pulling pranks and mm-hmm. just goofing off in my own as a kid because that sounded like fun. But watching this as an adult really gives you a different perspective. Uh, and I'm like, if my kid runs away like that, I'm going to feel like a failure as a parent. Mm. And you can see that in his actions and the way he's acting in the, in the, in like, as soon as he like walks onto the train. Yeah. You do nothing. You don't, you, you do nothing, but welcome your kid back. You're not going to like scold them for running away. Yeah. Immediately. Like he walked onto the train and immediately they hugged and that hit me pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was good acting there. Look, he kind of um, probably the best acting of the movie, <laughs> Steve Martin seeing yeah. him in, on the train. I mean, this yeah. movie doesn't really call for a whole lot of, you know, serious actor, you know, except for Ashton Kutcher, but you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every once in a while. I carve a pumpkin with a knife made of lollipop. Stay here. You know when the mom goes away for three days and it ends up being like two weeks? I just remember like if mom ever went out of town, how how would dad <laughs> handle us kids? Mm-hmm. And there's only four of us total. But and at the end, it was just like our old, two oldest brothers were older. So it was just us. But uh you knew if mom was out of town for the weekend, at least we were eating frozen pizzas every night and we were excited. <laughs> I got, I can, I can tell you right now. Yeah. Frozen pizzas. Um, Publix chicken, sweet tomatoes. Yeah. He probably would have taken us to sweet tomatoes. Uh, here's one. Uh, buckwheat pancakes at night. Buckwheat pancakes <laughs> in the morning. Amen, brother. Well, I said at night. So but, nostalgic. But yeah. Brinner. <laughs> Yeah, at night. That's the only <laughs> that's the only time that we had uh that's the only time that dad cooked was when it was Brenner. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we can uh we can start wrapping it up. I, I was gonna mention the uh the director of this movie, Sean Levy. Yeah. He's a pretty pretty good director. Um he has he has a good he do be like that. He's got a good list of kids' movies. Uh the his first one is uh Big Fat Liar. Biffle. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but um he did he did Cheaper by the Dozen. Also he was the producer on the second one, but he didn't direct the second one. Mm-hmm. He He also produced Stranger Things, if you didn't know that. Yeah, he did that. Um he did the same thing also with the Pink Panther reboot with Steve Martin. Yep. He directed that and then produced the second one. Which I'm a big fan of that Pink Panther, at least the first one <laughs> reboot. I think that's yeah. hilarious. Um and he's he directed all the night night at the museums uh, movies yeah yeah so yeah. he's those were also good I'm we can we can cover those yeah at least the first one he's he's got a pretty good, yeah, those are, those um, good. filmography of of kids movies so I'm sure we'll we'll cover some of his yeah. other movies in time for sure Sean Levy and he was also in this movie this is this is actually one of the first movies that I remember like you pointing out or somebody pointing out like that's the actually the director oh, in yeah. the movie and I was like. How is he in the movie if he's too busy directing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's how can he be behind the camera and on camera at the same time? I don't believe that. He's uh one of the guys like one of the reporters or something trying to get a quote from Tom at like a press conference or something. Yeah. 
he he actually has a cameo in the second one as well. He's like in the hospital, like as like a doctor or something. And oh, like, a doc. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's kind of funny. He has a cameo, but he's like in universe in you know in the cheaper by the dozen cinematic universe. Is this the same guy? Did he have a career change? C- <laughs> CBD CU CBD CU. I suppose so. Maybe he has a twin. There's lots of twins in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's at least two. Well, Jeremy, I, I say we go ahead and wrap it up here. Um, yeah, that's a good call. I think good if call. there's anything we else next here week to talk about it, we can we can cover it on the in the sequel if we don't have enough to say already about that one. Spoiler alert for next week. That's what we're covering. <laughs> and here's a quote. We've got a surprise. Your mom and I rented the big house up in Lake Winnetka. Winnetka, that's my middle name. And Lake is mine. And it's where we're going to spend Labor Day, just like in the old days. Huh? Dad, I'm going to be very pregnant then. Yeah, and I'm going to be apartment hunting in New York in August. And I want to hang out with my friends this summer, dude. How come Nigel and me are named after a house? Good question. Your middle name is Winnetka, and Nigel, your middle name is Lake because you two were conceived in that house. What does conceived mean? It means mom and dad went. We had a conversation that we would discuss it much later when everybody can understand it. Kyle and me will go any place that has our name on it. Bingo. Come on. Yeah, well, I love the lake. I'm in. Whoa. I guess I can cancel a couple of gigs. Bingo. Okay. Okay, we're in. All right. We, we agreed, agreed to, to participate. participate. Woo. Come on, dudes. We'll bring the wakeboards. We'll totally dominate. Okay, we're in. All right. And that leaves Lorraine. Come on, you'll have fun. We promise. All right, you guys, here's the deal. I'll go to the lake if Dad stops nagging me about not going to New York anymore. Deal. That's a dozen. We're going to the lake. So our show was done by Bryce Bridgman, and you can find him at Groovy Bridge on Instagram. And if you want to find us on Instagram, you can find us at Inside Quotes Cast. Uh, send us a DM for any movie suggestions that you want us to cover, or just any other comments about our hot takes. Or childhood stories, I don't know. Or Star Wars memes, whatever you want to send to us. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to leave us a good review. Leave us five stars, and we will let you go to Dylan's birthday party. Well, thanks everybody for listening in. Let us know what you thought of this movie. Which uh, Baker child did you try to emulate as a kid? (laughs) Let us know. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed listening just as much as we loved talking about it. Uh... Maybe one day we'll find the greatest childhood movie, but this is a pretty good staple. Until then, we hope to see you next time on Inside Quotes. And remember, if you're having a vasectomy, remember that it's going to take two weeks before the procedure is effective. Yes, remember that. <laughs> <laughs>